Today's show is pre-recorded. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, if, 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 if I had time enough to tell the whole trip, the whole journey, then y'all would be sitting up in there going, okay, Steve, are we going to play the show this week? But, man, it's been a, a, a lot of amazing things has has uh, happened to me over the years. Um, and And not all of them good. It's been some amazingly bad things that have happened, too. But I just come on in the morning as a reminder to everybody of, of, of the actual goodness of God, that, you know, man, that these mistakes that you're making, that these setbacks that you keep having, that these falls that keep occurring in your life, that they all are leading you somewhere if you just don't ever give up. That's the key. You can never, ever give up because you don't know how the trip has been laid out for you. You know, if somebody had told me years ago when I had the dream of being on TV and then I thought about being one of uh, of the best comedians I could be, you know, when when I I started, if somebody had told me everything that was going to have to happen in order for me to get there, I would have changed it. I would have. I would have said, okay, well, I ain't going to be that. How about this? See, and and no one can know all of the events of their life ahead of time. You know, it would be so nice, wouldn't it, you know, to prepare for it, see it coming, be aware of the haters, always knowing when the backstabbing moment is coming in your life. 
always knowing when you're going to get blindsided by the enemy. It would be really great to know that, wouldn't it? Well, that's not how it works. So, since no one knows exactly the challenges and the pitfalls and the detours that's going to beset them, it's, it's, it's imperative that you just don't give up. Because, see, knowing these things, we as human beings, by nature, would choose another route. But it ain't the route God got for you, though. See, the route God got for you, if, you, if you're trying to do the right thing, if you're doing the best you can, if you ain't out here just intentionally just messing over folks, if you're using faith, and that's the belief in things that you cannot see, if you have something on the inside of you to keep saying there's got to be more to life than that, then that's, that's you. You, my friend, have a great chance here. And if you've ever had that feeling and gave up on it, just get it back. Just ask for it back. Just say, hey, man, I'm getting back to the way I used to be. Because there's a change that's available in your life, but you got to take it. You got to take a shot at it, folks. There's a chance for you to get it right, but you got to take a shot at it, folks. There's a chance for you to turn this whole thing around with God's help, but you got to take a shot at it. You. See, this decision is yours. The decision to lay down and give up, that's yours. It ain't it just got too hard for me, life too much. Man, life hard and too much for everybody. What I got to get you to see, my father used to always tell me, he said, son, best lessons in life, the one you'll value and learn the most is a bought lesson. I didn't quite understand that being young, but I sure got it now. Ain't no lesson like a bought lesson, the one you pay for. Those are the ones that hold to you, that stick to you, that, that, that start turning you into who you're going to be. Those are the character builders. See, um, you got to be forged to get to where you want to go in life. See, that's what the challenges and missteps is for. That's what the failing is about. Now, I know you don't like it. I didn't. I know you're not comfortable with it. I wouldn't. I know you wish it was over sooner than later. I always do. I always want it to be over sooner than later because the later, man, it just seems like it's so much I got to go through. But let me tell you something, man. If you can if you can forge your way through it and understand that you are forged in life. I don't know. I was on TBN one time when I was doing one of my motivational uh, speeches and I began to wonder about this experience I had at Ford Motor Company and um my last job after the auto industry started going down, my last job was in the foundry. And my job was to stand at the end almost where the uh, engines first come out of the furnace. See, the engines are poured into a mold, it's hot, melted down metal, whatever they call it, lava, whatever. They pour it into a mold, and it goes into this furnace that's extremely hot. And my job was... After the heat was applied to the engine block, it would come through and it, it would go through a hardening stage. But the way it was hardening, they would cool it suddenly. They would flush it with water. It would just blast water on it. But the fire and the high temperature is what made the engine block solidify. It's Because it's got to get real hot, get melted down first. Then it's got to get poured into a mold. Then it's got to be pressure 
hit with water and all of this. And then it, and it's real hot now. It's still hot, even though there's water been shot up. But when it comes out the end of the side, there's a lot of flashing in it. The flashing is metal from that to drip through the cast uh, molding on it, just like flecks of extra pieces of metal. My job was to hit this engine block in the front with this huge, heavy rubber mallet, knock all the flashing off the front, and when it came around back, to bam, hit it real hard again on the backside. And that became the core of what the car is. A car without a great engine is nothing. It's just a pretty-looking vehicle over there. But if it can't do what it was made to do because the engine blocked and cracked. So you can have a car look real good, but if it freezes, the engine block cracked, you, your car, you could, it's, it's over, man. You got to get a new block. The block is the core. But in order for, you, for the car to do what it's got to do, it's got to have a strong engine in it. In order for the engine to be strong, it's got to be forged in steel, come through fire, get poured in a mold, cooled off, heated, knocked around, beat on the front end, beat on the back end in order for it to be what it's going to be. The moral of the story, folks, is you got to get forged in fire to be what you're going to be. You got to get beat up. You got to get pressure washed. You got to have heat on you. You got to get melted down. You got to get poured into a mold. That's how you become who you are. So the tough things that you're going through, the difficult challenges and the setbacks. I know a brother who went to prison, man, and and the whole reason he ended up going to prison because he was looking out the window, looking out in the yard at him working out. And then the next thing you know, man, this brother decided that he was going to go out there and work out. Well, guess what? He's one of the top trainers in country today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let it be known to you that it's going down right now. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Who am I? Him. Who are you? That's important now. You should be able to answer that question. You should know who you are and whose you are. I am a child of the Most High. Be careful how you handle me, because I'm never alone. Oh, it's been many attempts. I've survived them all. That God holds me in his ever-loving arms and keeps me safe. Not trouble-free, but strong enough to handle whatever besets me. That's my mission today. That's my statement. Make it yours and have a great day. Know who you are and whose you are. You better know it, Shirley Strawberry. Amen, Steve Harvey. Good morning. Let's go. Kyla, for real. Amen. That's right, Steve. Child of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, we all in love. Ain't nobody here but Junior. Whenever you need me, Uncle, I'm here. Mm. (laughs) That's it, Steve. So you saying you'll never need me? (laughs) Well... I tried. If I need you, you there. I know yeah. that. Hey, hey. Yeah, I'm gonna try not high, to need uh, you, huh? Out of all the people you hire, I'm here. Out of all of them. My man. Oh, you yeah. mean the dudes, obviously? Hey, hey, Shirley. <laughs> you know who it is. I'm here. Yeah. The other two is missing. <laughs> Sip pop ting. 
<laughs> I wasn't trying to throw no hate, but it. No, nah, well, that's what the hell it was, though. Uh. <laughs> and even if it wasn't, I'd make it into that. Because <laughs> that's what Because I do, do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't you, you like mess. That's hey, you know what I mean? don't want to throw shade. No shade, uh-huh. but then you throw the shade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if anybody told you. I ain't want to say nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But every time you say Julian, he here. Not every, every time. time. Every time. <laughs> okay, so how you feeling, Steve? Let's hear about well, it. Well, I'm What's good. Happening? Still in Africa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, working really hard. Uh, falling more and more in love with this place, man. I really, really am. Um, I, I seriously, I want everybody. Please put this on your bucket list, please. Okay. Please, every African American, please. Am, am I hearing something like Stevie Wonderish, a tone like that? You know, because he he announced that he's moving to Africa. I'm just saying. Do I hear anything like I that? I could coming? see myself saying. Uh huh. I really same, could. Same thing. Because you love it over I there, Steve. Huh? I, it's just, I've, I've never experienced this before. You know, yes. it's not problem free, mm-hmm. but where it is. Right. Yeah. Right. But I tell you what, the way I feel when I'm driving around and walking around, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. Mm. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different. You know. Don't get me wrong, man. I, I love I, lo- I love my home. Yeah. But I have fallen in love with my oh, home. I love your house. <laughs> okay. No, All right. right. Okay, because that's what I'm hearing. Man. All right, Steve, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we'll do a little bit of Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for Ask the CLO. Steve, let's go. This one is from Tamika in New Orleans. Tamika says, I'm turning 50 soon, and I wanted to go to a new beach in Mexico with my husband. He isn't ready to fly out of the country yet, so he suggested getting an Airbnb with a pool so we can go skinny dipping with some of my girlfriends. Uh-uh. <laughs> he, he went so far, Steve, as to name the friends that I should invite. I instantly got My jealous man. and started an argument. He wow. swore he was only joking because he thinks the new beach idea is silly. Was he joking? <laughs> yeah. But if you'd have said yeah, though, he probably would have went. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. He was For joking. <laughs> oh, girl, everybody trying to do that. <laughs> But if oh, you'd have said, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he'd have been in there with just a little bitty pair of drawers on. <laughs> <Some speed>. <laughs> <laughs> he he going to take you up on it. Yeah, getting ready. <laughs> but which girlfriends, though, Steve? Oh, the ones he's been looking at? Uh-huh. Oh, he named them. Oh, you better believe they got some They got some, some things he's been wanting to see. Uh-huh. In New Orleans, so, you know, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He worried about COVID, but he want to see <laughs> Right, her girlfriend. Now I'm gonna tell you something because I've been to a nude beach before. In oh, uh, oh you have? All right, really? Yeah. What? In in uh, it was either it was it was it Aguila or no? Uh, what's that over there where Sinbad threw his uh Aruba? Aruba? Oh yeah, Aruba. Uh huh. One of those has a beach where it's clothing and is naked. I'm going to tell you something. Clothing optional. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody on the naked side you want to see naked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get your mind to stop thinking a bunch of fine people. Fine people really don't just take their damn clothes off. Yeah. They really don't. Because they know all eyes is on them. But the, everybody I saw needed to put their damn swimming suit on. Immediately. Everybody. Every, no, I ain't seen nobody on that naked side of the beach that should have been naked. That's funny, Steve. All right, we're moving on. Kimlin in Arlington, Virginia says, My father filed for divorce out of the blue after being married to my mother for 28 years. He confided in me that he only married my mom because she was pregnant, and now he wants to be with a woman he truly loves. He said he's had a girlfriend for 22 years, and my mom doesn't know. My poor mother is devastated by the divorce, and she's blaming herself. Do I tell her why my dad's divorcing her so she won't hear it elsewhere? Mm. No, no, you shouldn't. Why would your father tell you that he's had a girlfriend for 22 years? And the stupidity. That's that's the stupidity. Yeah. But he thought maybe if I tell my daughter so she'll understand where I'm coming from. Dog, ain't nobody finna understand nothing. I don't think it was right of him to share that with you. And I really don't think you should tell. You've already said your mother's devastated. Mm-hmm. Now, do you understand the equal devastation it'll be if she knows your father came and told you? Yeah. And not her? Oh. <sighs> All right. All right. Yeah. That's Why don't true. you ask him to share it with your mother? Mm-hmm. He the one did it. Stop letting these dudes off the hook, man. You you want to you want you want to you want to help her? And go tell her it ain't her. And tell her it's been you the whole time. Mm-hmm. That you ain't put your heart and soul into the marriage because you didn't really want it. Go in there and tell her that. Yeah. So she ain't got to keep beating herself up thinking it was her. Because it was him the whole time. He didn't yeah, have DC to do that. You're going to get a divorce anyway. Whew. All right. Uh, we're moving on. Sorry about that. Andrea or Andrea in Flint, Michigan says, I just met a great guy two weeks ago, and the other night he came over to my house and his car wouldn't start. So I told him he could sleep on the couch. He said it was too cold in my living room, and he asked to get in bed next to me. I let him, but I didn't plan to have sex with him. But it happened. The next morning, his car started right up. And he said, my man. he said, uh-huh. my man. he said it does that often. He gave me a long kiss, and that was the last time I saw him. He's not texting me as much as he used to. Was the sex bad or what? Wow. Well, I don't mm. know. If, I know if it was good, I'd have been back over there. <laughs> I'm talking oh. about the same night. Oh, girl. Now the girl. car. <laughs> yeah. The car not started. For it. Yeah. I can bear witness. Because uh-huh. Lord know I've had some cars that once I cut it off, it was just a chance that it wasn't going <laughs> to start right up. Uh-huh. I went to a beverage store one time, uh-huh. pick up mm-hmm. something. My, my partner threw a party one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was running out of liquor. He asked me, love, could you go down the store and pick up a couple? Because you don't only one ain't drunk. Because I don't drink. He was one to love at that time. Yeah. So he said, can you go down there? Because I'm the only one that ain't drunk. So, yeah, I go down there. I go down there, and I meet mm-hmm. this girl in the beverage store. 
Oh. It was a party center. Mm-hmm. Now, I cut my little ragged ass car off. Mm-hmm. I get out. I go in the store. Yeah. I know good and hell well that I need to get this car probably 20 minutes before it might start back up. But my horses just didn't do good without long rest. (laughs) (laughs) And I Uh met this girl, and we was talking, and she came outside, and I was just talking with her. She said, where your car? I said, I sit over there. She said, well, it's nice to meet you. Here's my number. Call me sometime. She said, "Uh, I'm going to just stand here and wait for you to go off. I really enjoyed the conversation. I went, God. Mm Mm-hmm. Went on over there and got in that car. Damn, didn't start. She was standing over there with her hand over her mouth, and I could oh. tell she was smirking. Uh huh. When it started up, I just went on through the phone number out the window. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was the end. All right, CLO. (laughs) Thank you so much. Coming up next, Junior in for the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national news. And in entertainment news, uh, we'll update you on the latest fan rock and roll Hall of Fame voting, plus another entertainment news. Chadwick Boseman family, Boseman's family is not upset with the Oscars. Okay, we'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, Junior is in for the nephew with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Junior? Yeah, you know, Cheryl, I just want to say that I'm here once again. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and, and I'm always here for the nephew. He know. That's right. I'm here for him. And the prank today is the postman always rings twice. Got it? All right. Got it. Because I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Carlos. This is Who this? Uh, my name Benny, man. Benny Phipps. Hey, you, uh, I want to make sure I got the right person. You you uh, you work for the post office, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you deliver mail off of Murphy Road? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I live at... First of all, I wanted to make sure I had the right postman. Now, it's been brought to my attention that there's a postman that has been stopping by my house. And I'm, I'm, what I'm not understanding is why are you bringing mail to my door as opposed to just putting mail in the mailboxes on the street where everybody got their mailboxes at? Uh, what do you say? You say it again? I live at Murphy Road. Murphy Road. Yeah, I deliver over there. Uh, But you say delivering packages at your house? No, I said you've been bringing mail to my house and opposed. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, Carlos. My wife is at home all day. She don't work. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is you've been stopping by there on more than one occasion on a on a daily basis. You're coming by there two, three times. You know, but what I'm understanding is ain't no mail being brought over there. I'm trying to figure out what are you doing at my house. Now, just, what what, you, what really then didn't, brought all this to a head, because you already know what's going on. Let me go on and let you know that, Carlo. I do know what's going on. I picked up the uh, clothes from the cleaners this morning, and to my attention, it's a man's post office shirt in my package. What color was it? It's blue, light blue. I got a blue one. Okay, well, explain this to me. How your shirt get in my house? Do it have my name on it? Because that could be anybody's shirt. Okay, so so hold, hold, hold on. What you trying to say is, is some is more postmen stopping by my house? 
Yeah, man. Sometimes, sometimes you know, uh, we do have different guys in that in, a, in that neighborhood. You know, because I really here's my problem, man. My problem is this: is that my wife is at home all day, every day. And my understanding is, is that you stopping by there hey, hey, bringing hey, more hey, than first, just first me. Of all, first of all, dog, uh, you can call you can call the one eight hundred number because how do you get my number, dude? Hey, I don't worry about that. I, I find ways. It, how how you how you get my address that you stopping by there every morning? Huh? I just deliver what they give me to, to deliver and do. I put the mail in a box, and this is a package I don't get out. Excuse me? I don't, dude. That that, that wasn't me, dude. I, okay, I just, so I uh, go to the cleaners to... this morning and pick up clothes, and it is a post office shirt in there that belong, evidently belonged to a man. That's got to be, it must be yours. That's none of mine, man. That's not mine. I have all mine over okay, here. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. This is what we're going to do, Carlos. Because, Carlos, see, see what, let me tell you something. I know you're lying. See, and what you're doing is you're delivering more than mail at my house, and I know it, Carlos. You understand me? So listen. That's not me, dude. Excuse me? That's not me. It can't be me. Hey, let me. Let me tell you something. When you come on Murphy Road tomorrow, okay, I'm going to be out there at, them, at, at the mailboxes waiting on you. For what? For what? Because me and you going to handle this problem that we got tomorrow morning when you bring the mail. So when you bring the mail, bring your too. Okay, Carlos? Hey, hey hold on. Are you threatening me? I'm telling you, when you bring the mail, bring your too. Dude, dude, I didn't come at you like that. You ain't got to come at me like that. Dude. Hey, man, you came up in my house, and I know you said dude, my house. I told you that was me, man. Off his shirt in my house. Dude, that was not me. I don't know where you live. I don't know who the you are, but you threatening me, dude. Dude. Hey, man, I'll see you in the morning at the mailbox. Bring your Carlos. I'm off tomorrow, but I will come to your house with plain clothes on and whoop your What you say? You want to with me? Hey, you the... It's on. Where you... You Murphy Road. I will be there. Murphy Road. Bring your because what you're not going to keep doing is running up in my house while I'm out at work trying to earn a living for my family, and you up in my house laying up, and you're leaving your clothes. I found some mace in there. I guess that's what you use when you spray on them dogs. I found that, too. I'm going to bring some extra mace. I'm going to spray your with that mace. I'm going to knock your out. So you I take it yeah, in I'm the be morning at the mailbox, Carlos. I can't wait till tomorrow. Excuse me? This a I told you. I, I wasn't the one, but if you want to with me, wrong for real. Okay, cool. I'll give a, I'll give a, it, it, when I see you tomorrow, when I see you tomorrow, it's on. It's whatever. Okay, you threatening me and all that. But I tell you what, I will come over there in some plain clothes and whoop your because you're not gonna make me lose my job, dog. Okay, That's my job. That's, but whatever it's got to be. I don't care if you if you're in the post office uniform. I don't give a damn if you're in your pajamas, Carlos. But when you come to that mailbox and I find you out there by the mailboxes, that's your man, because I know you've been in my house, Carlos. I'm telling you, I'm there. Okay, so be it then. So be it. I got I got one more thing else I want to tell you, when you before you get there. Tell me what? You know, I recall me. What is you listening to me? Yeah. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your co-worker. Oh, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Ain't this a. <laughs>
Steve Harvey Morning Radio Show. No doubt, always. <laughs> there it is. Postman always rings, right? Because I'm here. You're here for him. That's right. I'm here Junior. for him. You play too much, Junior. Yeah, well, Carla, he ain't here. You I just want to make sure I get credit for my boss that I'm here. Just want to make okay, sure. Okay, well, he's right here, too, your boss. So let's yeah, see. my boss here. Um, Jay ain't here. And Tommy ain't here on the same day. Team Tommy out. <laughs> mm. The whole team Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> well, where's Tommy, Junior? Uh, he had a, I don't know, he had a tooth or something he had to get pulled this morning. Oh. Yeah, he had a dentist. That's what he yeah, said. He had yeah. Yeah. Right. Tooth, <laughs> tooth took him out today. Yeah, that's because he's 50 years old. He's still trying to eat on them baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you know you can't say that, man. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Baby teeth. <laughs> baby teeth. I already know this boy Paul gonna tell him so. I'm ready. I already know who's gonna tell him. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. Shout yeah. out to Paul, man. Big dog. <laughs> he gonna know about it anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. They always talk about you when you go. <laughs> All right, Junior. (laughs) Thank you for being in for Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Chadwick Boseman's family uh, has a message for those saying that uh, Chadwick got snubbed at the Oscars. Uh, He was not snubbed. Uh, And shout out to Sir Anthony Hopkins for the win. Chadwick's brother, Derek Bozeman, said he doesn't view Chadwick not winning an Oscar for Best Actor as a snub because every nominated actor was excellent and deserving of the award. He says the family isn't upset or agitated whatsoever that Chadwick's name wasn't called at the end of the Oscar ceremony. Derek said Chadwick wasn't one to put much value on the Oscars anyway. Derek said Chadwick always described them to him as a campaign. And that being said, Derek says, yes, an Oscar would have been an achievement, but it was never an obsession. So, you know, because there were reports that Chadwick's family, Steve, was upset that he was snubbed at the Oscars, you know, because he was... they said that, you know, but people always, they won't. They just want, there's people that that's not in the family, not in the know. Why, mm-hmm. why would you even start that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't care that he don't get an Oscar. They would, they'd much rather have him back. Uh, absolutely, especially his wife. You're so right. You know, you should have been talking about they didn't get an Oscar. Yeah, because you know, there he was the odds-on favorite before going into the Oscars, and then you know, uh, they said he was snubbed, and his family was upset. But I'm glad his brother is is clearing that uh, misconception up. You know, and, and I don't, put it to rest. Yeah, yes. Chadwick is seemed like a, a good brother, a nice brother. He would be happy, like he said, for Sir Anthony Hopkins, who won for the Chadwick Bozeman was the real deal. He's a good yes. guy, king. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows king. That's right, yes. Carlos. And what he gave king. us in Black Panther, man, was the highest-grossing movie in the history. Ever. With that many of us in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starring, leading, everything. Mm-hmm. It was pure art. Just mm-hmm. art. Just mm-hmm. beautiful. Just beautiful movie. 
Rest in peace. The, the, the whole movement of going to see the movie. Yes. 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 Dressing right. like the characters. Oh, brother, and, they was they yeah. was doing it. What he did mm-hmm. with that movie and all the players in it. Yeah. Just one of the great cultural events of our time. Absolutely. I've never seen anything like that at a movie ever. Ever. And what it did like for that. little little black boys, yes. you know. Superhero, yes, all of that. A superhero that looks like you, yes. 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 And hire somebody who just took it into turned it into Fat Panther. You, you, we can't. Oh, Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Man, my other grandson, he got a uh, Black Panther. Uh, costume, uh-huh. he won't take it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's it did. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it Let me tell your you self something. esteem, all of that. Uh-huh. It's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's with a five year old boy, oh, we done washed it. Uh-huh. But you know, five year old dirt different. He gives yeah. him the stuff. You don't know where this came from. What is all this oil on here? Because he crawled up <laughs> under the car looking for someone. That... So the little Black Panther outfit just filthy. Wow. But yeah, that meant something. You know, it yeah. meant something for the culture. For the culture, it really, really did. Black excellence. Uh huh. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Steve. Time to move on. Time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, this Ann Tripp. Okay, thank you, everybody. Well, the U.S. Census figures came out yesterday. Our official population, according to the 2020 census, is pegged at 331,449,281 and represents a population growth of about 7.4% since 2010. But this marks the second slowest rate of U.S. population growth in history. Here's the bottom line. Six states are going to gain more seats in the House of Representatives, which in turn means more electoral college votes. Write this down. Texas is the winner, gaining two more House seats. There'll be one more seat each for Colorado, Florida, Montana, North Carolina, and Oregon. And seven states are going to each lose a seat. And they are Illinois, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and California which will be losing a congressional seat, by the way, for its first time in its history as a state. By the way, if New York had logged in, for instance, just 89 more people, it would have kept that congressional seat and received another one. So that last seat goes to Minnesota. There may also be some lawsuits and independent audit of the numbers are being conducted. But again, 89 more seats, for instance, in New York. That means that's the importance of filling out the census that some people just fluff off and say, and I want to. Two more police agencies under investigation now that more two more armed, unarmed black men have been shot by white cops in questionable circumstances. In Virginia, attorney David Haynes represents the family of 32-year-old Isaiah Brown, who's currently on a ventilator, despite the fact that the local police chief at the time claimed he had a survivable wound. He was shot at least 10 times. The trauma surgeons at the local hospital in Fredericksburg have informed the family that there were 10 bullets inside Isaiah Brown's body. Two were removed at the conclusion of a, during a second trauma surgery and eight bullets remain in his body. Isaiah Brown was shot by cops while he was on the phone talking to a 911 dispatcher. He was shot by a white law enforcement officer who somehow took a phone for a weapon. 
Meanwhile, in a separate case in North Carolina, Elizabeth City Police chiefs preparing to release the body cam footage of the fatal shooting of a man named Andrew Brown, no relation to Isaiah. The 42-year-old was shot by cops attempting to serve warrants concerning alleged felony drug possession. Seven officers have been placed on administrative policy. They're also looking into Louisville in the wake of Breonna, the death of Breonna Taylor to see what's going on over there as well. Finally, though, it still looks like the pandemic has greatly reduced award show audiences. And the Oscar goes to... Yeah, for instance, Nielsen says its preliminary numbers on Sunday's Oscars shows the event drew slightly below 10 million viewers. That's less than half of what it uh, the last year's Academy Awards, which also had the smallest audience on record. Golden Globe and Grammy viewership also down. Well, a lot of folks are home, you know, looking at movies and stuff. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, we kind of touched on this earlier, talking about your trip to Africa and everything. So uh, let's get back into it. If if you're, you know, if you want to, just talk about Africa and the beauty of it all. And you said you want all of us, and meaning everyone within, you know, the sound of your voice, to um, to take a trip to the motherland. Well, especially African Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important mm-hmm. to go and see where we're from. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. think it's. It's critically important. And I was talking to the audience today, and we had an interesting conversation talking about Steve, man. Why oh, you while you were filming? You mean the we television show audience? Uh-huh. Yeah, audience yeah, at Family Feud. Mm-hmm. They said, Steve, why you want to come over here? We're trying to get over there. I said, careful. <laughs> you know, going over there, it ain't, it ain't everything you think it is now. I said, well, slow down. Yeah. I said, and here's an advantage you have over here. Do you know that every African that I talk to, they know their grandfather. They know where their grandfather lives. Right. They know something about their great-grandfather and their great-great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. They know something about him. They go all the way back to he was in this tribe or that tribe. And uh-huh. My great-great-grandfather uh-huh. was a warrior here and there and there and there, and there. I told him, I said, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, you know where your grandfather's grandfather was. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. I said because there's a disconnect with us because of slavery. Mm -hmm. Many of us can only go so far back to our lineage on Ancestry or any other dot com Mm -hmm. because they can only trace it back to where they got records. That's right. I said there's a lot of African Americans that, that just have lost. I'm lost past my grandfather. I'm lost past my father's father. My mm-hmm. father's father, nothing, because he was born into slavery. Into slavery. Wow. What? Wow, Steve. See, my father was born in 1914. His father had him at 40. Really? Just like they had me at 42. Mm-hmm. Oh. My father's father was born into slavery. Mm. nothing of So your grandfather... My grandfather was a slave. Was so a people slave. don't people don't understand. Wow. That gives me a respect of how you feel about life. Sometimes the heat that I have about yeah. it all. Yeah. And so when I see them talking about they're gonna make America great again, when you talking about? Well, you know, uh, Representative, uh, I mean, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said there's no systemic racism in America. Yeah. It's because we still have him. Right. (laughs) Because he it and he don't know it. And he qualified it because we had uh, uh, Obama for president and Kamala Harris for vice president. And (laughs) 
we still had a KKK, we still had skinheads, yeah. and we still got the Proud Boys. So right. what you talking about? Exactly. Yes. All right, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, uh, here we go again. What's going on? Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, Bakari Sellers, and Harry Daniels are all representing the family of Andrew Brown Jr. Andrew Brown Jr., Steve, is a 42, was a 42-year-old man, black man, that was shot and killed during the execution of a search warrant. Andrew Brown Jr. was fatally shot by cops in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, where witnesses say he was driving away when deputies opened fire on him. Now, after the shooting, seven deputies were placed on administrative leave and three resigned. According to the death certificate, Andrew Brown Jr. died from a gunshot wound to the head. And I mean, the family is still, you know, they've been now for days trying to get the uh, body cam police tape. And, you know, finally they got it, but they only showed them a snippet of it. Yeah, they like 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 20 seconds of that. And, um, you, you know, it's just a tragedy. Another black man shot and he was dry. He was in a car driving away. Um, Here we go again. A, yeah. Here we go you again. Know, I, and, just to say, to say, look, man, if we don't get this George Floyd Police Act or reform bill passed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we can get some type of accountability for the actions of the bad police officers. There are once again, there are a lot of great police officers, men and women out there that's trying to do the right thing. But what we keep finding over and over, it's a whole lot of bad officers out there. Yeah, they're in the system, hence systemic. That's what you know what I'm saying? Come on now. The family family is calling this an execution. Execution, Steve. But listen to this. The bad apples that are in the police department, they stay bad. Mm -hmm. See, police get mad when they go into these hoods and they can't solve crimes because everybody in the hood got a no-snitch policy. Right. Right. Well, the police have the same thing. Mm -hmm. That code, blue code of honor that they live under, Mm -hmm. They yeah. see their fellow officer doing something wrong, and they do the cover-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven policemen on the crime uh, on reports. the scene, and ain't I nobody ain't got yet. a body cam on. Right, I ain't right. seen that. And that's and they the only released now. one body cam. One body cam. That's and the one to show wow. the part they can show. Right, twenty right. seconds. And it took seconds. them a long time. And and in that part of the country, in North Carolina, they have to. Re- they don't have to that. just release it to the public. You have to have a court order to do that. And it took them forever to get that. And that's why we have to, as well, vote for stuff like that, laws yeah. like that, slick mm-hmm. stuff that they're doing. You mm-hmm. need to find out what's going on, who's putting these laws in place. Man. And yeah. this is a constant fight, you know, yeah. for us. And it's oh, like black, change, sure. change yeah. needs to happen with policing. Mm-hmm. Change mm-hmm. immediately. It what's needs scary to happen. for me, though, Carly, to be truthful, I'm 42. <laughs> mm-hmm. You you think about that. I'm 42. Okay. So what are you saying? I'm saying his life is over at 42. I'm 42. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, Mr. Brown's life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. That could be me. Yeah. 
It's really sad. Yeah, it, it's it's horrible. I mean, it just, it, and it continues to happen. It continues to happen. That's the really sad part. Mm-hmm. And and no one has done anything about it. Nope. No See, reform I, yet. I, I, can't, I, I can't even say what really has to happen for this to stop. Mm-hmm. Because, see, I, I, I don't, but, but you know, that immunity it just keeps. For police well, officers. It, it just keeps happening to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This don't happen to nobody else. Nope. We it ain't the really only people get see. stopped. I watched a white man on Instagram the other day mm-hmm. threaten to kill a police officer, jumped in his car, stole his car. They ain't fired one shot. That's I crazy. saw it on Instagram the other day. Listen, it, it's just a it's a sickening thing what continues to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just them. us. It's yeah. just us. But it's not going to change until it happens to... Mm-hmm. It's the only way it's going to change. Coming up next, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, Junior is here with the nephew's prank phone call right after this. Oh. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, he came home with bed bugs. Ew. Uh, but right now, <laughs> Junior is in for the nephew uh-huh. with today's prank phone call. <laughs> this is no no longer your own. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute, the strawberry letter. What you got for us uh, today, Junior, in for well, the nephew? The nephew's not here, but I'm here. Just want to make sure I get credit. I'm here. <laughs> Trailer number 18, Shirley. That's what we got. What? Trailer, Trailer number 18. Whoa. That's okay. what the nephew left us. That's it. Hello? Hello, Mr. Mr. Uh, Miss Linda? Yes, uh-huh. This is Juan, my, my cousin uh, Amy, and uh, over in number 18? Yes. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to pay the to pay the rent on Friday. Well, when will you be able to pay it? Um is it is it okay if, if maybe you let us go for the rest of the year with no rent? Are you kidding? Well, we, I mean, you know, you got the, the, the whole the pandemic thing, you know, so a lot of, a lot of us not I working. I know, but that, that's just it. That's the only source of income that I have. So if you go and don't pay rent, then I have no source of income. My water bill was over $2,000 this month. How could you even call me and ask me a question like that? The pandemic thing is going on, so a lot of us not working here. Tell me about it, because that's my source of income. No way. No, no way. Well, we got we to we gotta come up with something, so because we got a problem here. You, I thought you were maybe more like a Christian that you, you would understand, you I know? I am a Christian, but you need to be a Christian, too, and let me and, and know that I can't live, move, my, move out of my house and have nowhere to stay and no food to eat. But every, no but every, everybody, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people not working right now. A lot of people yeah, not working. You need, to, you need to look at TV and try to seek some of the help that they're giving to tenants because they had it on TV just today that landlords are going and, and filing reports on tenants not paying and that it's the tenant's responsibility to try to get some assistance and some help. But, but no, no, nobody, no, we don't know where to, we don't know where to go to get no assistance. Like, sir, like we don't, we, we cannot, we cannot afford a month, let alone a year. And you're talking about this is not even half the year going, and you asking me to give you a year free rent? What do you think this is? What do you think I'm gonna live off of? But right now that we're not working. Is, we're not working right now, though. We no, nobody's we're working. Not work. 
Well, we're not working either because the park is our work. That's my only source of income. I gave everybody a year. They would shut my park down. There would be no lights, no water, no nothing over there. And I was- well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking for everybody else. Just your number 18. That's all. No, and I, but everybody else could have the right to ask if, if, if you ask. And you're paying the least amount of rent because you just written a lot. The other people are paying triple what you're paying. So, no, I cannot. Okay, we get, I we, 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 I mean, we, we, we're getting, like, supposed to get the stimulus, the stimulus, uh, the, 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 the stimulus check. We're supposed to get it, but, you know, we, we, we need to do other things. You know, we got to get some food and, and the TV is out too. And, and kind of sounds like you also got to get some place to stay. It kind of sounds like you not only have to get that, but you have to find you some place to stay also. Because no, well, I'm not, we're not going. We're not going to leave, and we got nowhere else to go. Okay, well, you have to leave if, I, if you get evicted. You will have. To we're not. Leave. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not going to leave. If we got to get a lawyer, then we get a lawyer. Well, get you a lawyer. Help yourself. Help yourself. Get you a lawyer. You can get whatever you want, but that lets me know right now. That lets me know to make a trip to the courts and and uh, start my start on the eviction. That's what that lets me know. But the answer is no, so the conversation is ended. But we're not okay. we're not work we're not working right now. I'm not working either. Well they even I like the, not, the, the, when I when they look at the TV, the president even he knows nobody's working right now. I'm not tell me about it. I'm not working either. My husband's not working either. None of us are working. I'm not working either. Miss 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 Linda, I don't is if someone if someone come here to eighteen and try to put us out, then then we, we got to kick somebody's ass. You got to do what? We're going to kick somebody's ass. Somebody come and try to put us out and we got nowhere else to go. Well, you'll be kicking the police's ass because that's who gonna, uh, will be handling it. We don't do anything illegal. We go through the what? court system and we don't put we don't put anybody out the court to do it. What, and I'll, you, let you, know, I'll let them know what you're saying. I'll let them know. Where, where, do, you, where do you live? Where do you live? What, what does that, difference does that make to you? I, I I think it better if, if if I come and I talk to you face to face and maybe we may no, defeat. No way, no. I don't need to talk to anybody face to face. You 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 your husband then? And then that, and then you're not even on the contract for staying there. You're telling me your cousin. I don't even know where you come from. I don't even know who you are. I have no clue who you even are. She said we, we got it. She said we got no success. She said we got to be out of here. They're going to do some type of eviction. What? I tell her we're not work. We're not. We're not working right now. When we get back to I'm working, not then working we're working either, sir. I am not working either. Okay, this conversation is ended. You have a good day. Bye. We, we get hello. <sighs> oh, no, no, no. Who the hell you think you hanging up on? Hello. Can I can I speak back to her one more time, sir? Okay, just hello. Hello. Who the hell do you think you're hanging up on, lady? I told you bye, sir. No, you did. You you, you hang yes, up on I me did. and I'm in the middle of a conversation. No, say I what? said this conversation is ended and goodbye. That's what I said. Now, whether you were talking and didn't hear me, that's one thing. I don't hang up in people's face because I don't want anybody hanging up in mine. And I don't so want no, to have I to whoop in. I say, sir, we have nothing else to say to each other. This conversation is ended. And, and I and I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, I don't want to have to whoop anybody's ass. But if someone come here to 18, that's what's going to happen. I'll let the law know that. Okay, so our conversation is over. Also, oh, now you saying, now you know, you know, you gotta let who know. And I am saying goodbye. Okay. What can I can I say something else? I can't stop you from talking, but I'm telling you goodbye. Can I tell you one more thing? 
Help yourself. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your daughter Katrina got me to prank phone call you. Oh, tell Katrina I'm a <laughs> cartel. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, Mama I'm Linda, kidding. how you doing? <laughs> Tommy, I'm just... <laughs> you got to do for me mama linda it's 2020 you got to tell everybody let's listening what is the baddest and i mean the baddest radio show in the land the steve harvey morning show <laughs> huh? uh, huh? oh that was not nice come on he got man. her good though he got her Get good y'all already know nephew yeah. Well, what about I the man it. that answered the phone, yeah. though? Yeah. The second time. Hello. Here, here she goes. Yeah, sure. No, hold on. <laughs> Why couldn't he handle it? <laughs> I was mad at him. Talking crazy to my wife. <laughs> Who is this? Hey, can I talk to the lady again? Yeah, hold on one second. What do you say, Steve? This ain't, this ain't my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on one second. I'll get it for you. I'm tired of talking to you again. <laughs> Yeah. That was me. crazy. <laughs> yeah. One minute. I know it would have been different had Stupid. you answered the phone and they were talking to Marjorie crazy, Steve. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So let me ask you one thing. So is 18 right next to 17? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just wonder where to find them at. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Because if it's across the street, odd even, I just need to know that. No, we across the street. Cool. Crazy like no way. And I hear it. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. We don't kick somebody's ass. No. Well, Hold on. What? I'd have been there. Hey, baby, come on. Let this man finish cushion. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Coming up next, it is the Strawberry Letter subject. He came home with bed bugs. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. It could be yours. You never know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. Thank you, Junior. Subject... He came home with bed bugs. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm in my late 30s and I'm married to an older man. We dated for a short period of time and he moved in with me before we got married four months ago. My husband is in, uh, I mean my home, is in a cozy, close-knit community. And one of my neighbors recognized my husband and couldn't wait to come give me some gossip on him. She said my husband was messing around with her aunt a few months before he met me and she thinks he's been seeing her again since we got married. She described her aunt as a slut, 
that sleeps around and keeps a nasty house with cats and dogs all over the place. She said her aunt tried to sleep with her daddy so nobody in the family deals with her anymore. I couldn't wait to ask my husband about the woman. He says he knows of her, but that he's never slept with her or been to her house. I was sure to tell my neighbor that my husband never fooled around with her aunt. My neighbor jokingly said if my husband ever comes home with fleas, lice, or bed bugs, he is definitely still messing with her aunt. I didn't pay her any mind until three weeks later when I was lying in the bed and my calves and feet started itching. I threw back my sheet and saw tiny black dots on the sheets and it looked like all of them were moving. I woke my husband up and accused him of bringing bed bugs home. I checked his khakis, and they had a few bugs, too. He said the bed bugs could have come from anywhere. We got rid of the bugs, but should I get rid of my husband, too? Do you think my messy neighbor was right about this? Please advise. (laughs) Really, you want advice from us? Uh, Because you already know the deal. Your husband is sleeping with the nasty woman, with the cats and dogs and all of that. You're, You're... I mean, what? Now he's brought bed bugs home? This is so disgusting. Um, So let me ask you something. Are you going to just wait for him to bring something even worse home while he's sleeping with her, like a rash or an infection or a disease or something? And he's lying about it, saying he knows of her, but he never slept with her. Yeah, right. Uh, So it looks like your neighbor was correct about everything. I mean, she's nosy and a gossip and all of that, but but it looks like she's got her facts straight because she's the one who told you firsthand about the bed bugs, and three weeks later, he brought them home. So, I mean, you know... You, you can believe what you want to think in your head or you can believe what's what was right before you and on you, bed bugs, on your, oh, God. All right, so believe her, all right? That's all. She's not lying about this. Bed bugs? Come on. It's making me I'm itch just thinking about it. Yeah, Steve. Go I'm ahead. a little torn on this letter. You don't believe it? Not really. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on, but it's so many different conflicting statements in this letter. You're Mm -hmm. in your late 30s, you're married to this old dude. Uh Now, he moved in before y'all got married four months ago. Your home is in a cozy, close-knit community, and one of my neighbors recognized my husband and couldn't wait to give me some gossip on him. She said your husband was messing around with her aunt a few months ago before we met. And she thinks he's still seeing her since we got married. How does she know this? She clearly said that your husband was messing around with this her aunt a few months before he met me. And she thinks he's still seeing her again since we got married. She thinks that? Why? She described her aunt as a slut that sleeps all over town. Keep a nasty house, cats, dogs all over there. She said her aunt tried to sleep with her daddy so nobody in her family deals with her anymore. Okay, couldn't wait to ask my husband about the woman. Here's where the letter took a turn. He said he knows of her, but he's never slept with her or been to her house. What's the chances? of your husband 
knowing of this woman who just happens to be a slut, who your messy neighbor says she recognizes your hook. What's the chance of that? I mean, it don't, it don't make no sense. In this whole world we live in, it doesn't make any sense. So, right, what, Shirley? How do, why do you say it doesn't make sense, though? Explain that part. Why not? I'm trying to figure out. No, what I'm saying is, uh-huh. what doesn't make sense is how he says to you yeah. that he knows of this woman. Right. <laughs> he says he knows of her, but he's never slept with her or been to her house. Of all the women in the world, how does your husband even know of this woman? See, your house is in a coast cozy, close-knit community. Mm-hmm. And one of your neighbors recognized my husband. Your it's husband around. don't live there. How did your husband just out of everybody? <laughs> and then when you accuse him of this woman, ask him, he, he says he knows of her. Damn, dog. You'd have been better off just saying, I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, he lied. <laughs> but when you said you, you don't know, you know of her, Mm-hmm. That kind of opened the door, dog. That for some bed, doubt. <laughs> well, we ain't even got to that part. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Hold that thought, Steve, okay? Uh, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, he came home with bed bugs. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. He came home with bed bugs. Ugh. Well, <laughs> cannot. this woman has a messy friend. They live in a cozy neighborhood. Your man that you met who's older, y'all, before y'all got married four months ago, uh, he moved in. One of your neighbors recognized him and said, your husband was messing around with her aunt a few months before he met you, and she thinks he's been seeing her again since we got married. Who is this woman, man, she's that just comes up? But damn, and I think he's still seeing her. She said her aunt tried to sleep with her daddy, so nobody in her family deals with her anymore. That line right there. (laughs) I couldn't wait to ask my husband about the woman. He says he knows of her, but he's never slept with her or been to her house. Dog, of all the women in the world, how did you get accused of this? And then you say, I know of her. How? Sleeping with her. But that's how stupid he is. He should have said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know a woman like that. Where you getting me from? (laughs) So then I couldn't wait to tell my neighbor that my husband never fooled around with her. My neighbor jokingly said, well, if your husband never come home with fleas, lice, or bed bugs, he's definitely still messing with her. What is in her damn house? Who is famous for fleas, lice, and bed bugs? Who's famous So I ain't pay any mind until three weeks later. I'm laying in bed. My calves and feet start itching. I threw back my sheets and saw tiny black dots on the sheet that looked like all of them was moving. Well, now, them is fleas. 
them is fleas. Bed bugs, I've never seen one, but I heard they a little bit different. I checked his khakis, and they had a few bugs, too. He said the bed bugs, bed bugs could have come from anywhere. That's a true statement. We got rid of the bugs, but should I get rid of my husband, too? Do you think my messy neighbor was right about this? Please, if I... See, now we got a little problem because your husband's stupid. <laughs> I know and a of cheater. her. I know of her, but I ain't never been over her house. And he's lying. Uh-huh. Bro, yes. how do you know of a random woman that some random other woman accused you of being? Why didn't you just say, I don't know this woman? <laughs> but now the co- yeah, quit Because admit. now, but now the co- but. <laughs> What that got to do with what you're supposed to say? I know. That's why you're mad, though. I'm it's mad about the bed su- bugs. <laughs> it's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> the standard answer. Damn. The standard yeah. answers. Yeah. He hates on, a stupid man. man. He hates what a man that I doesn't know how to lie. Stand a dumbass man. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You gonna turn yourself in with ignorant information. Now, do I think it's him? Possibly. It's them bugs in the pockets, cause you gotta take them pants off somewhere. If you lay it down at the foot of the bed, you'd have already said they was down there by your uh, calves and 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 ankles, feet. So they're at the foot of the bed. That's where the khakis was laid. But it's a bunch of them, though. They're everywhere. Because she's itching. She just started itching. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. How is she in this damn house? <laughs> the the woman with the cat's dogs, the lice, the fleas, the ticks, the, the big bugs. <laughs> Why, how is she living in this nasty house? And who go over there? I was I, I dated a girl one time, long time uh-huh. ago, that had a nasty house. That date was so short. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I felt she had a baby too. I felt bad for the baby. Where can he eat in, in here? Oh God, see, really? Nah, man, I went damn. Fine hey. chick, nice looking. Uh-huh. Lord have mercy. Why is all this? And I'm sitting on the couch, man, after work one day. You know, I worked at Ford Motor Company. You know, I ain't married. So I'm looking around this house going, I got on work clothes. And I'm trying to get up. I ain't got nowhere to sit with these damn work clothes on. And you know how stuff be happening. You just be looking around like, man. Yes. Is there something over there moving? Right, right. Cool, you can't ever be comfortable. You can't ever just... And Relax. she said, "Woo! I just don't be having time to clean this house up. It's so big. <laughs> this little ass house ain't big. <laughs> and that's the one thing I cannot stand. A woman who's not clean. A dude not being clean. Okay. A woman not clean. That's scary. Because I'm already not the neatest guy. And and nasty and and like messy or junky are two entirely different things. Yeah, can't deal with a junky woman either because, like I say, I'm not the neatest guy in the world. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't with the bed bugs. I, I'm done. Uh-uh. I'm out. New bed, All new right. mattress. Listen, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after, Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we go. Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Shirley. Come on now. Uh-huh. Is, we, uh, we ain't got but 10 games left in the NBA all season long. But the talk has been about who is going to be the MVP. Who is the MVP of this season? Um, right now, I would like to say it's going to be Steph Curry. Not Joel Embiid, 7 6 I got it. But Steph Curry, because look at his last 10 games. This boy putting up points. 49, 47, 33. 42, 53, Pretty impressive. 38, yeah. 32, 41, 37. Last 10 games. He averaging 40 a game. He should get it. Now, you know, when we talk about MVP, huh? is it the team or is it the player? It's a combination because the MVP, you've got to become valuable to your team and assist them in wins. Mm-hmm. You're serious, Steve. Serious yeah. with it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, real serious. But, but he that's changed true, his though. tone, I didn't he? Mm-hmm. But is it the record of your team? Well, if you ain't helping them win, score all the points you want. <laughs> now, I love Steph Curry. But if we ain't winning, how valuable is these damn points? That's what the MVP is. And that's his so, problem right now. He's on an inadequate team. But that boy is balling at a level balling. that is out of control. But I can't see him giving it to him. But I don't know. I can't think of who's on the list, though. Joel Embiid, yeah. 76, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he all right. You know. I like him a lot, though. I think Embiid is a bad boy. Don't get me wrong now. And I think Doc Rivers got him playing the best ball he's played. He played the best ball he played. Best ball he's played since he's been in the league. Then he's talking about James Harden. James, he get hurt too much. But you know what? They also said, you know, hey, LeBron James, he out. He out too. It's so, only ten games left in the regular season. That's it. Finna, finna hit the playoffs. When they talking about LeBron coming back, Anthony still still healthy. Anthony Davis made his debut last night, playing playing against the Mavericks. He had four points. You know he back in, but he back in though. He playing. How you want to look at it? I think did Steph the Mavericks got a win? Case. Yes, they did. <laughs> you know they need LeBron too. <laughs> they, they need both. So I just think it just hey Steph got a case now. He averaging forty over the last ten games. He I hope he case. get it because I like it. I like him too. He has a case. So we just gonna see how this is gonna go. We'll see what, Everybody else out. is out. They hurt. I Everybody hurt. Wow. Everybody hurt. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Junior. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see who it is coming up at the top of the hour. Um, We'll talk about money, Steve, where the money resides, okay? <laughs> right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, listen, guys. If you gave someone a $500,000 lotto ticket as a gift, how much would you expect to get back as a thank Wait you? Wait a minute. 500000 Half a million. Okay, half a million. You gave it away to someone. Of course, you didn't know it was a half a million dollar lottery ticket. You just gave someone. Oh, you uh, just gave him a lottery ticket as a gift. 
yes. as a gift. Yeah. So, so the question would be, how much would you expect back as a thank you? So let me let me set it up for you. Uh, this woman named Elizabeth Coker Nam of Marlboro, Maryland, received a scratch-off lottery ticket as a belated birthday present from her brother. She was really happy about that when the ticket won her a five hundred thousand dollar jackpot. Elizabeth told. Virginia lottery officials that uh, her brother gave her the ticket. It was a premier cash scratcher ticket from the Virginia lottery. It was a late gift. It was a few days actually after her birthday. She said she forgot about the ticket for a few weeks until she was on the phone with her brother and decided to scratch it off while they were talking. And that's when she found out it was worth $500,000. She said she's going to give her brother a birthday gift. Uh, what do you guys think she gave him? It's probably half. If it's her brother and she a woman, because mm-hmm. women cheat now when it comes to stuff like that. What, what did you oh, say? Yeah. Women are cheap. To you said cheap. Siblings. Oh, women siblings? siblings are cheap towards their brother. I think it. I think True. at best she gonna give him five grand, but probably five hundred to a thousand. <laughs> That's now, it. That's yeah. it. I I don't think she gonna do more than that. I think she five thousand is the gift. She said she's going to give her brother a big birthday gift. That's what she said. So here's my question to you guys: If you gave someone a five hundred thousand dollar lotto ticket as a gift, how much would you expect to get as a thank you? Junior well, I wouldn't expect anything. Uh-huh. Cause you gave it as a gift. As a gift, yeah. I wouldn't expect anything, but the okay. person who got That's it, a good I think a decent thing would be ten percent. Ten percent, nice. Okay. Fifty thousand. Okay. Fifty. Fifty. Okay. okay. Yeah, but That's cool she ain't giving her brother nice. fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> she, you don't think so? I would give my brother fifty grand. I want the whole. Uh, I would give fish that in a heartbeat. That's what I want back. How you gonna get that back? Well, I bought the ticket. <laughs> but you gave it to her as a gift. As a gift. I know what I did, but I bought the ticket. <laughs> Five hundred thousand. You won. Uh uh-uh. huh. making sense. That's not. That's not. That's not gonna happen. And you, you <laughs> no. Think he will. That's what I wanted. What would you His do? This whole Steve? Zoom what would you do? call ain't making no sense. <laughs> <laughs> what what I want it. I want it. Yeah. Now, I think won't you ask Steve. me, Carla? What, what would you say? Well, if somebody gave me a ticket and I hit for five hundred thousand, uh-huh. and they gave me the ticket, uh-huh. I'd probably give them fifty grand. Yeah, okay. I think that's decent. I think that's nice. Okay. I mean, it's ten percent. You gave it to me, dog. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have got this gift. Uh-huh. I get five hundred thousand. I'd probably give you fifty grand. Yeah. Okay. I think that's cool. Is it one time? Now, if, who I am now? Uh-huh. If you gave me a lottery ticket for five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I'll probably split it with you. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Wow. That's really? beautiful, Steve. Now, 30 Very years generous. ago? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, 30 he years ago, 500000 I would have changed my identity. <laughs> <laughs> like Tommy <Yeah. laughs> No, dog. When I was 34, if I'd had a half million at 34, I'd have changed my identity. I'd have left everybody I know behind in this world. <laughs> <laughs> That's where hey, you got that from. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd have bought a ticket to, you know, Switzerland. Been over there, my black ass trying to learn how to ski and stuff. That was Drinking nice hot cocoa brother. on the mountainside. 
yeah. <laughs> anonymously in another country. <laughs> but but yeah, I I like fifty grand. That's cool. Or, but know. it doesn't say what she ended up giving her brother. No, it doesn't. No. She just gave him a big birthday gift. All right, we'll have more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending hot girl news, every hot girl needs to recharge sometimes. Just ask Meg the Stallion. In case you missed it, she announced that she'd be taking a musical hiatus uh, due to due to the demands of the hot girl lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> Megan has now entered a period of regeneration to prepare for what's next. That's what she shared on her IG post. In her absence, uh, management will manage all social posting on behalf of the hot girl's coach. <laughs> so there you have yeah. it. Even hot girls need a break sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to take being, a break. I do too. Yeah, yeah I think too. it's hard being your image sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Do you yeah. have that problem? Uh sometimes, man, I I don't I don't feel like being myself sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes being I want on. Um, yeah, because all of my jobs I have to be on. So sometimes I do want to set it down and give it a rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you think about it like today, which was a great day for me because I'm coming off the weekend, right? But, mm-hmm. and that's very rare for me. But I mean, I did, I mean, you know, I got to do, I work all day, the radio show, mm-hmm. all day on Family Feud. Yeah. You know, and it's long days, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't get through till late at night, you know. It's just, it's tough sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's afforded me a lifestyle for for my family. And I yeah. can get doing nothing else. So. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Uh, here we go again. What's going on? Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, Bakari Sellers, and Harry Daniels are all representing the family of Andrew Brown Jr. Andrew Brown Jr., Steve, is a 42, was a 42-year-old man, black man, that was shot and killed during the execution of a search warrant. Andrew Brown Jr. was fatally shot by cops in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, where witnesses say he was driving away when deputies opened fire on him. Now, after the shooting, seven deputies were placed on administrative leave and three resigned. According to the death certificate, Andrew Brown Jr. died from a gunshot wound to the head. And I mean, the family is still, you know, they've been now for days trying to get the uh, body cam police tape. And, you know, finally they got it, but they only showed them a snippet of it. Yeah, they like showed 20 it to seconds. them mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 seconds of that. And, um, you, you know, it's just a tragedy. Another black man shot and he was dry. He was in a car driving away. Um, Here we go again. A, yeah. Here we go you again. Know. Look, man, if we don't get this George Floyd Police Act or reform bill passed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we can get some type of accountability for the actions of the bad police officers. There are once again, there are a lot of great police officers, men and women out there that's trying to do the right thing. But what we keep finding over and over, it's a whole lot of bad officers out there. 
Yeah, they're in the system, hence systemic. That's where yes. the, you know what I'm saying. Come on yes. now, yes. the family. And, and the family is calling this an execution. Execution, Steve. But listen to this: the bad apples that are in the police department, they stay bad. Mm-hmm. See, police get mad when they because go into these hoods, to. and they can't solve crimes because everybody in the hood got a no snitch policy. Right. Right. Well, That's the police true. have the same thing. Mm-hmm. That code, blue code of honor of that they live under, mm-hmm. they yeah. see their fellow officer doing something wrong, and they do the cover up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven policemen on the Five crime on reports. the scene, and ain't I nobody ain't got yet. a body cam on. Right, I ain't right. seen that. And that's and they only the released now. one body cam. One body cam. That's and the one to show wow. the part they can show. Right, 20 right. seconds. And it took seconds. them a long time. And, and in that part of the country in North Carolina, they have to re- they don't have to that. just release it to the public. You have to have a court order to do that. And it took them forever to get that. And that's why we have to vote for stuff like that, laws yeah. like that. You mm-hmm. need to find out what's going on, who's putting these laws in place. Man. And yeah. this is a constant fight. You know, yeah. for us. And it's oh, like it's black, change for sure. change yeah. needs to happen with policing. Coming up at 49 minutes after, it's our last break of the day. And, of course, we will have some inspiring closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, our last break of the day, guys, on this Tuesday. Our last break of the day. Yeah. And it's been a, a good day. Uh, we're still... Keeping an eye on this Andrew Brown Jr. case out of North Carolina. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Crump all on the news again yesterday. It just yeah. Bakari Sellers. Mm -hmm. It's just horrible. Here we go again. Yeah. I'm so. I'm just. I'm tired of it. It's exhausting. It it, It really is. It really is exhausting. We never get it right. Not one time. And you know what? We need we need more people other than black folks to see this for what it is and start calling it out. It's the only way we'll ever get through to this. We need somebody else other than black people to go, hey, you know what, man? This really ain't right. Right. And thanks right. to all of, of the other races and and uh, nationalities have been Absolutely. marching, you know, because there have been a lot of them and, and and they have drawn attention to it. But we need more, you know, because this yeah. is a problem Absolutely. that keeps Absolutely. going and going and going, it seems. That's it, Shirley. I mean, mm-hmm. ever since last year, when the pandemic, <sighs> like you said, Steve, when uh, this time last year, George, you Floyd. know, mm-hmm. it's <sighs> I just, yeah. I'm, 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 Every you know, day, we just look at the news and just we're hold so our breath. Of this. And you Every know, listen, as an entertainment show, yes. we try to bring a, a, a distraction from a lot yeah. of stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, some levity, some enjoyment, laughing mm-hmm. at the strawberry letter, Escape. laughing mm-hmm. at a poem, right. just a moment to give you something to prank phone call, mm-hmm. you know, just give you something else to do. And we can't do that. Because mm-hmm. every week they're killing somebody else. Yeah. The, the part that's the most disturbing to me mm-hmm. is that it only happens to black people. Yeah. There are no stories about cops pulling anybody over white. They drive off and they kill them. Kill them. 
They selling cigarettes. They kill them. They talking on the phone. They kill them. Right. Just they playing their music loud. They kill them. I thought it was a gun. It was a cell phone, and I kill them. Yes. It's only black people. See, and the outrage has to come from somebody else other than blacks. We have been sick and tired of this for over 400 years. And people even get say mad nothing new. our lives matter. <laughs> they even get mad on, at that, Steve. No, and then, you, right and, the, <laughs> and then the counter is white lives matter too. Yeah, all lives we matter. We ain't saying it don't. Yeah. Damn, even, man. Yeah, we can't even it's, say it's, our lives matter, don't they? <laughs> no, you. those people don't even want us to say that. Yeah. That's the crazy White part. White lives matter too. Yeah. Man, nobody said it don't. Right. But ain't but nobody I... shooting your life from you. Oh. Nobody's pulling your life over, taking it for a traffic violation, for a misunderstanding. I thought it was a taser. Uh, what? Man. <laughs> when the last time you done that? When the last time a black person then walked up to a white person's door, shot him and said, I thought they was in my apartment. Yeah. Because we know good and hell well we can't say that. So I'm just going to say it again. We need somebody else to help us and get involved with this. Mm-hmm. And I feel sick. Let me tell you what. It sickens me to have to ask for that type of help. It sickens yeah. me. Because it's a damn shame that this country is not what it says it is on paper. That's the alarming thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness. Happiness. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to sit in my house. I've been off work. I'm tired and I'm going to eat me a bowl of ice cream. I don't watch TV. Wow. But I'm going to go to the door and I'm going to die. I was just pursuing a little moment of happiness. That's all I was doing. I get stopped. I called my mama to tell her I'm being pulled over. That's the last time my mama talked to me. Oh, God. That was Dante. What? I'm just Just selling some cigarettes, some loose cigarettes in New York. I got it. I probably ain't supposed to be doing it, but I'm just selling some cigarettes. I got to die for that? You got to die. That's it, Steve. Yeah. That's for that? It. For that? Right. See, what do you want us to do? Right. How, how you don't understand how sick and tired we are of this? But then we watch repeatedly. You climb the storm, the Capitol walls. Saw it. You killed Capitol Police officers. Nothing. 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 We watch you them do it. They stormed a Capitol building, threatened the lives of senators and Congress in there. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Everybody was appalled. Kill until they officers. gathered themselves yeah. and realized that was against their policy. And now all them damn senators talking about it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. That's that would make you mad. What? People died. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. died. It was that bad. I, d- I don't died. understand. Yeah, that logic. That logic. What? What do you mean it wasn't right. that bad? Hey man, it wasn't that bad. we're because senators died. 
we're exhausted from being, we really we're exhausted from exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sick mm -hmm. and tired of all of y'all mm -hmm. with this mess. Be patient. We're working on it. For what? What's it to work on? My right to be a human being? And then they're trying to take our voting rights away. On top of oh, and they did it in Georgia. They trying yeah. everything. Y'all ain't, ain't right, man. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> y'all have a great day, man. Sorry we ended on a note like this, but it is what it is. We'll see y'all tomorrow. We're going to wake up anyway. You ain't going to stop. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 